and welcome to the Around the Table podcast with pastors Matt Smith and Nick Decker. This podcast is all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. The goal is to help you grow in your faith and spiritual walk with the Lord every single day of your life. To learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. And now your hosts, Matt Smith and Nick Decker. Hey everybody and welcome to Around the Table. I'm Nick Decker, the family and outreach pastor here at Lebanon. I'm joined with my co-host, Matt Smith, our lead pastor. And we're here to give you a what? Yeah, we're here to give them a real good show today. We got a good show. And as always, the reason why we do these podcasts Uh, is because we want to help you grow in your faith and in your walk with the Lord every single day of the week. That's why we do it. That's the goal. That's the purpose. we got a special guest with us today. Why don't you introduce him? This is Sean Trollinger. Is that right? Yeah. Do you emphasize the G, Trollinger? I guess. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Sean Trollinger, he's our interim youth or student pastor here at Lebanon, and we're so glad that he's on. We're actually going to interview him today and get to know him a little better. So if you have a student in the student ministry, this is really important for you to kind of hone in on this podcast. Hopefully you do this on every episode, um, but we hope that you take the opportunity to kind of hone in on this one because you get to know our student pastor uh, that's leading your student right now uh, in the student ministry. And so he's going to spend a little time talking about himself and then also sharing with us some goals, his vision, his uh, ideas and events for the upcoming uh, year, 2021. Hey, we got some cool things coming up. So let me remind our listeners while I got a chance to talk. There are several things coming up uh, here at our church. Number one, on January 24th, we talked about this a little bit last episode. We're having our Vision Sunday 2021, January 24th at 6 p.m. Pastor Matt and I are going to sit together on the stage and we're going to invite you to the worship center. We're also going to live stream it. And we're going to share our ideas, our vision, our goals for 2021. It's a really exciting year. Yeah, we're so, basically basically going to do an extended around the table live in the worship center with people there. It, it's, it's going to be, be good. good. It's going to be very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to want to be there 6 p.m. in the worship center, or you can watch it online as well. Tell us what we raised for our birthday offering, because some people may have not watched the sermon yet that listen to this. Tell us what we raised for our birthday offering, and then tell us where we at uh, currently in our 2020 Vision Capital Campaign. Yeah, yeah, that was exciting. So we shared that today. Uh, last last month, December, we uh, throughout the course of the month, we raised in our annual birthday offering for Christ just a little bit more than the goal I set. So you know, I set this, yeah yeah I set the goal uh, for raising fifty thousand dollars above yeah. and beyond our regular tithes and offerings to go to that annual birthday offering for Christ. Is fifty thousand? That's a good goal, stretching our faith and all yeah. that. And anyway, we raised a little bit more than that. Yeah, just yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over one hundred and six thousand dollars. Six thousand. Yeah, actually, to be exact, one hundred six one hundred six thousand nine hundred sixty five dollars. Almost one hundred seven thousand dollars above and beyond regular tithes and offerings. And what that does is now two years. Two years completed in a three-year capital campaign to fund the vision to renovate our worship center that we've already done. We're enjoying the benefits of, but we're two out of three years into that, and now we have already raised over nine hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. Yeah, exciting. That is exciting. Uh, One million is kind of the challenge goal that we set ourselves uh, up uh, with, and uh, by the end of this year, so we got one more year. By the end of twenty twenty-one. 
Uh, we're hoping to see over a million raised and maybe even maybe even see that 1.3 million raised, which was the miracle goal that we you know, are praying that we'll see realized. So I'm just overwhelmed at yeah. the generosity and support and the commitment behind this vision. That's worth celebrating. And so yeah. uh, if you didn't watch the sermon today, um, uh, you missed that point where we celebrated that. And so we celebrate that together. Yeah. But um, anyway, we're excited. Yeah, we're going to link uh, in the show notes to where if you're new, maybe this is the first time watching or you're new to Lebanon, not familiar with the 2020 vision, we're going to link to a web page on our website how you can learn more about the 2020 vision and what, what has gone into that uh, as well. So we'll link that in the show notes. Hey, you preached on, and I'm going to get into one more announcement before I do that, you preached today on accountability, the second letter in the word habits. Uh, we looked at hang time with God last week, spending a quiet time with God. Uh, and then you talked about accountability today, uh, looking at Ecclesiastes 4, several other passages throughout. Um, talked about some characteristics of an accountable spiritual relationship. I think five, right? Five characteristics yeah. of an accountable spiritual relationship. First of all, you got to meet faithfully. Yep. So you got to be regular, consistent meeting together. Um, second of all, you got to be honest. you got to admit your struggles mm-hmm. with each other. Um, you've got to speak the truth, be willing to hear the truth and speak the truth, encourage each other uh, in your areas of strengths, and challenge each other spiritually. Um, you really can't get accountability or accountable spiritual relationships apart from having those key characteristics uh, make it yeah. up. So, And I think one of the best ways, I was going to say this, one of the best ways, and you made this, you made this point in your sermon, uh, one of the best ways we do that here in Lebanon, so let's say you're new to this and you've never like had accountability, is life groups. And just so happens... No, just life, so happens. Just so happens. <laughs> life groups start this Sunday, January 10th. Relaunching our life groups this Sunday. Isn't it amazing how that just happens? Happens, you know, just, just kind of coincidence? Yes. So you want accountability, jump into a life group because that's how we do it here. It's a great way to kind of get involved, get to know people, but also be accountable to them. Uh, speaking truth into your life, challenging you spiritually, encouraging you, but then also allow for you to admit your struggles in those small gatherings, all right? So if you're new, life groups are just our small gatherings that meet on Sunday morning before or after you attend a worship service. There's child care provided, youth ministry is meeting near that time, so your students are taken care of while you can join a life group. And so if you're listening to this, watching this, and you say, hey, I want to get more involved in that, we're going to link in the show notes uh, to a web page on our website uh, that's going to tell you all about life groups and how you get involved. So let me encourage you to do that. Uh, and we could spend the whole episode talking about that, but we didn't do that. We came to interview Sean, who is just quietly sitting here, and so now he has to talk a little bit. So, Matt, we're going to interview him. we got some questions. I'm actually going to let you start. Uh, ask him some questions. Drill him hard because we want our <laughs> listeners to get to know him. A lot, a lot of people, uh, because during the pandemic, have not got to know Sean like we would hope. But uh, through this opportunity, I think we can get to know him a little better. So, Matt, won't you um, drill him with some yep. questions? Yeah. So uh, let me let me just start. Speaking of accountability and and you know speaking the truth in love and you know Ephesians four fifteen. You know we grow up in Christ together as we speak the truth. In love, a point of emphasis today. We're going to go ahead and apply that. I just got a question of accountability for you. What's 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 the deal with that mustache, man? I mean, I know <laughs> if you're listening to this, you can't see it, and so you're missing out. But if you're if you're watching this, I mean, you you know, we, we if we could zoom in on this or get some editing work on that, it'd be great. But uh, I mean, I, I got to ask you, man, what is up with the stash? Uh, <laughs> 
Hey, and lean into the mic, but, you know, as close as you can without getting that stash yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so I did a No Shave November for the church. We were uh, trying to raise a little bit of money for the food pantry. And uh, me and my wife do date nights on Monday. And so the end of the November happened to fall on a Monday night. So I decided I was going to shave before we left. And uh, I, was, I was shaving. I was like, I'm going to just leave this mustache and see what happens. And I walked out of the bathroom, and she looked at me and said, Oh Lord, please go shave that off your face. <laughs> and I, I jokingly, I was like, "No, I'm too, I'm too hungry. Let's just go ahead and go." And then it just kind of stuck. And the youth absolutely hate it. And I think it's hilarious. Yeah, they're um, smart. Yeah, I'm with them. <laughs> um, I think it's great. My dad's yeah, had a mustache like all his life, so my dad loves it. When he saw me on Christmas, he thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, but yeah, I, that's I, like, cool. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, well, that's um, why that's why Cameron hates it because she thinks I look like my dad, yeah. and she does not want to have the thought of marrying my dad. So. I mean, it looks kind of like Doc Holliday and <laughs> Tombstone. Your dad, I hope your dad's not watching. Cameron already told him. Cameron was like, "I don't like it because he looks like you," so he already does. I mean, it looks kind of like Doc Holliday from Tombstone or something like that, like one of these old Wild West handlebar mustache kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the goal. Not quite as good. Yeah, not curly. Really go out. Okay. Next question. <laughs> hey, so uh, just to kind of help everybody get to know you a little bit better, too, I know you've been coming to Lebanon, been a part of Lebanon for uh, several months now, but um, I just thought it'd be helpful to start with um, asking, you know, for you to explain that. When did you and Cameron come to Lebanon and maybe what, you know, kind of attracted y'all uh, to come to Lebanon? Yeah. Uh, so, the first Sunday we came was y'all's uh, senior Sunday, uh, y'all's last Sunday outside on the lawn. Um, and, I mean, to be honest, what attracted us is y'all right beside the house. Um, I had been working at Reedy Fort Baptist as their family, children's, and youth uh, director there. And uh, after just some struggles there, I decided to step down. Um, and we were actually not going to go to church. It was the first Sunday we kind of had off because working there it was not really getting to go to church it was me and the senior pastor doing a whole lot of the work and not getting to really experience you know worship and things and so we were just going to take a Sunday to relax and it was probably 30 minutes before y'all service started I came in the house and I was like why don't we just go I mean it's outside we can just sit on the lawn we don't have to talk to anybody we just kind of hang out see what it's like and we decided to go so we got ready real quick and we rolled uh you know because we're literally maybe two minutes from the church and we rolled up and it kind of just struck us because it was like we met Nick I think he was one of the first per, uh, people we met and we connected because he had a South uh, Eastern Seminary shirt on and we connected through that and several other people came and talked to us and we were like wow this is really like welcoming people and then on top of that it was y'all did so well outside of a service doing service outside it was like I can't imagine what it's like inside if they're able to do that, you know, on a trailer parked out in a baseball field. You know, what you're saying is it was my preaching. No. <laughs> he actually didn't even say that at all. I thought I, thought I just heard that. He said, he said, I thought you said it was my preaching that attracted you to it. Yeah, I heard that in there, we right? Actually, we left after work. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, that's, all right, moving on. Yeah. Well, that's good, though. That's, that's good to hear. I didn't realize it was the community factor. Yeah. So the fact that the church is in your community. And so that's mm-hmm. that's a big thing for us is community. And so being, being able to know our community. And so the fact that you said, hey, you're in our community and we want to try that out. I think that's cool. So I didn't, I didn't realize all of that. Mm. 
Yeah, and I remember, too, we talked a little bit about just kind of, uh, you know, we were doing something. We were having church. We were meeting outside. A lot of churches still weren't yet mm-hmm. doing anything. And so, um, you know, we just, uh, it's, it's just amazing how God works those things out. And then, you know, you were at Southeastern, saw Nick, and he's wearing a Southeastern shirt and kind of made that connection and, and all that, too. And so it's amazing how, you know, these, how God has brought all this together. Uh, let me ask you this. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more, though, just about you and kind of, you know, your, your personal story. How did you meet your wife, uh, Cameron? Currently, uh, you work a full-time job mm-hmm. apart from the ministry. And here right now, um, because we have had the need come up in recent months for a youth pastor, you started filling in. You were already working on doing an internship here at our church and then stepped into doing more of that, kind of serving as our interim mm-hmm. student uh, pastor right now. Uh, but you also work a full-time job. So how did you meet your wife? Tell us a little bit about that uh, and, and, and about your where you work currently. Um, so I guess the first time I met my wife would technically be daycare because we went to the same daycare. So we've known of each other since we were like four or five years old. You literally robbed the cradle. Yeah, no. I, was say, like, <laughs> I mean, y'all are about the same age, but I mean, it, you know, it started then. Did you, did you have that mustache then? <laughs> yes. You want that mustache? <laughs> no, uh, so we've known each other pretty much because we went to daycare, went to elementary, went to middle high school together, um, and it was funny. The first time I, like, I guess I looked at her in a way of, like, wow, she's, you know, I would want to date her. It was me and all my friends were sitting in the library, and she was dating this real goofball of a guy, and they walked through the library holding hands. I looked at all my buddies, and I was like, why is she dating him? And they're like, I don't know. And, like, come to find out, they broke up, like, a week or two after that. And I was like, oh, time's time to shine. So, you know, I did what, you know, <laughs> us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did, I did the, uh, you know, the new age technique. I sent her a message on social media, and she didn't respond. And then after that, uh, she rejected me for, like, eight months and wouldn't go on a date with me. And then uh, she finally did start going on dates with me, and I took her to church, and then she kept hanging out with me and I thought oh man you know this girl likes me and it came come to find out she just liked going to church and she was worried if she you know ended up telling me I don't want to date you she wouldn't get to go to church and then one day she finally did tell me that she didn't date uh, wouldn't date me and it was because I was too short so this is like a eight month to a year span of this happening and then finally one day after I'd asked another girl to a dance you know jealousy is a great tool uh so I asked another girl to a dance and she saw that and Cameron came to me and was like I think I want to give you a chance now. Uh, so we've been dating since then, uh, and that's been uh, my junior year of high school, her sophomore year of high school. Um, so we've been together for like eight years and got engaged my senior year of college, and we've been married for just over a year now. Yeah, married just over a year. Let me just add the quick disclaimer in here because we are a Baptist church. I'm sure that dance was pre-Salvation Days. But uh, <laughs> uh, but moving on. Uh, and then currently where you work, though, uh, currently yeah. you work uh, for the county, I believe. Yes, I, I work for Guilford County for the Soil and Water Conservation District. So my title is educator, so I'd go to schools pre-COVID season, and I would teach students uh, kindergarten through 12th grade about environmental science and stuff. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell us about... Um, your salvation experience, like how'd you come to know the Lord, and uh, maybe what led you to student ministry? Because I know you're passionate about it, but yeah. our listeners, our watchers don't know. Yeah. So, you know, how'd, how'd you come to know the Lord, and then why are you so passionate about student ministry? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's funny. Um, uh, when I went, I was told by one of the leaders whenever I was young that I was the kid who got saved every year at camp. 
Um, but the first time I ever received salvation, I, I know y'all can't see that if you're listening, but I throw air quotes. <laughs> I just did air um, quotes for a listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like four or five years old. I went to a real small little Southern Baptist church. Um, and all it was Easter Sunday, and the church would give kids these little goodie baskets, and they had like, you know, candy and a little Easter bunny and a, a little coloring Bible if you got saved. And so I was like, man, I want that basket. So I told my parents, I was like, I want to go down there. That's a good idea right yeah. there. <laughs> so I, a lot I, of salvation. Yeah. Rack our numbers. So I was like, I told, you know, is Easter Sunday. I look at my mom and my dad, and I was like, I want to go down there. Of course, they're excited because they were like the people who were over the youth and the children's because uh, it wasn't a big church, not a whole lot of kids. And, they're, you know, of course, they're like, oh, man, you know, it's, he's, you know, kind of starting to see what it is, salvation. And to come to find out, I just, I just wanted the color and Bible and the goodies. Um but fast forward, we went to uh, South Elm Street Baptist Church, which I would consider my home church because that's really where I grew up and found salvation. But every year we would go to camp, I would get saved. And what that meant is, is like I'd see all these kids going down to the altar on the night that they'd play all the emotional music. And I'd go, oh, yeah, I want to go down there and do that. Um, and I never really, I don't think I really had an understanding of what salvation was, or I don't think I really truly had salvation at that point, but it came. Um, it was a summer uh, infuge camp, which is for high schoolers and uh, middle schoolers. And I was on the camp, and the pastor started talking about what is salvation. You know, salvation is more than you just saying this magical prayer. Salvation is more than a whole lot of people believe it to be. It's it's a true relationship between you and God and an understanding of what Christ did for you, that he came and died on the cross and I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm not saved. And, like, it hit me. as, And I think I was in uh, seventh grade at that point. I was like, if I died right now, because that was one of the things he said, like, if you died right now, where would you go? Where do you really think you would go? And I was like, I don't know where I would go because I really don't know if I have that true salvation. I, and, you know, it wasn't one of those moments where I went down to the altar and boo-hooed and the music. It was I went to my youth leader, and I was like, I need to talk to you, dude. And we talked about it, and... That's when I think I truly uh, received salvation. As far as ministry, um, I jokingly say I've been working youth ministry since I was in youth ministry because I felt called to ministry when I was in 10th grade of high school. Um, and the, that was uh, during another uh, summer camp, and I was there with my senior pastor. I just started asking him all these questions. I was like, why do you want to be a pastor? What is it, you know, what is a calling? Like, how do you know what Jesus wants you to do? How do you know what God wants you to do? How do you know understand your calling? All these different questions. He started talking to me, and I started thinking about I was like, you know, I think I might— I think I might want to be in ministry. And he's like, well, you don't want to be in ministry. Nobody wants to be in ministry. You're called to be in ministry. And he said, but if you think this is your calling, then how about you start working at the church a little bit? So I started doing a free internship for a couple years. And then as I uh, got to my senior year of high school, I started working and getting paid a little. And then in college, um, and what really brought me to youth ministry is during my youth age between like when I was 16 and uh, early college, um, I had a lot of stuff happen with my family. My brother, he's a recovering drug addict, and the first time that he OD'd, I found him in the bedroom floor um, overdosed, and that was just not a great situation for a young kid to have to deal with. And then a uh, situation with my mom and my dad where uh, my mom actually left us as a family um, now, God is good because she's actually been brought back, and my parents mm. have been remarried now for about two, uh, three years. That's amazing, yeah. Um, but during that time, 
I don't know where I would have been if I didn't have my youth pastor, if I didn't have my friends and uh, fellow students in youth ministry, because that's who I went to. Uh, One of the most impactful moments in my life was uh, right after my mom had left, uh, my dad was an absolute wreck, and we went down to the altar, and we were praying together, and I never expected anything like this, but me and my dad are praying, and we get up after we've prayed, and we turn around, and the entire youth group is there surrounding us Mm -hmm. praying, Um, and that was really impactful, and just that Seeing that and having that experience, I know that uh, God put me through those trials in my life so that I can be there for somebody else whenever they experience those things. And that's something I went through in uh, college is I got to this point, especially with my brother in that situation. I was like, I don't understand why you're putting us through this, God. You know, we've been in church our whole lives. We've been through, you know, my parents have always been Sunday school teachers, always been involved. We've always, you know, really dedicated our lives to the church and things. And I was like, I don't understand why you're putting us in this situation. Why would you do this to our family? And it's just kind of God broke me and made me realize it's not that I'm punishing you. It's I'm preparing you so that you can do good things for the kingdom. Um, and that's kind of where I got to youth ministries because I want to be able to help students whenever they get in those struggles. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that's uh, that's powerful and and, and, and amazing and, and very helpful. I, I think, uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on one of our uh, podcasts about the verse uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 4 that God comforts us in all of our afflictions and troubles and difficulties. And then he kind of uh, expects us to give that same kind of comfort to others when they go through something uh, similar. And our, our stories, you know, are a big part of how God shapes us and what he wants us to do. And so that's a that's a phenomenal um, uh, experience that, that you had and how God uses you now to be a help to others. Um, let me ask you this. Uh, in the student ministry here, um, I know you're you're a hard worker. I've watched you the last few months in the uh, role that you have here. Work hard and and uh, you know give it everything you got. We we're talking about habits and about goals and New Year's and stuff like that. I was going to ask what is uh, what is something right now currently that you're doing in the student ministry? What are you doing right now, kind of in the student ministry? Maybe just explain the weekly layout mm-hmm. and then also maybe talk about uh, some of the goals that you have this year for the student ministry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're actually starting um, our life group back, which we've never we never really took a much of a break um, for the youth small group or life group. Uh, but we are starting new material, which is a gospel project, and that's going to start after our winter retreat. Um, and it's mainly just to provide another moment of engagement. Right now, our small groups are really questions based on the previous Wednesday, and uh, there wasn't much student engagement there, so after talking to Nick, I was like, I really think we need new material, and he had already been talking about Gospel Project, and I was like, well, let's put it, you know, youth on it too, Um, so we're going to start that, but we meet Sunday mornings now at 1045 to 1145, and then we're meeting on Wednesday nights. Uh, Gym opens at 630, and then we go to about 8 o'clock, and a big thing right now where I'm trying to push youth to understand is the importance of prayer and the importance of scripture. Um, So on our uh, Instagram page, every day we have a daily devotional. It shouldn't take but five to ten minutes to do. Um, It's a little piece of scripture that you have to read and a little uh, thing that might ask you, like, write something on a note card or think about this or question yourself on this. Um, And I try to really push and get them to understand church, salvation, all this is more than just showing up on on a certain day of the week. Salvation is truly... It's more about a personal relationship between you and God rather than you just being in a building with other people. 
Um, so that's a big thing. As far as habits, I'm trying to get that habit into them is to understand, make it a habit. Make those, like you said, is the, the spiritual things, you need to make those a habit over the earthly things. Um, another big thing we're pushing as far as like uh, this morning or this past Sunday sermon um, is accountability is I'm trying to get the students to a point of understanding this is where you bring your burdens and your struggles. You know, yes, it's completely fine and completely acceptable to have friends outside of the church but I can promise you, because I know from personal experience, I had friends who were outside of the church and I had friends inside the church. I don't talk to any, really, any of the friends that were outside of the church because when I went through that stuff with my family, none of them cared. None of them came to me and asked, you know, how can we help in this situation? Um, so I'm really trying to get the students to understand that as Christians, we're just bonded naturally, and it needs to be a real motive in your life is to have that, like you said, accountability partners, connect with one another, carry and bring those burdens to one uh, to each other, um, and that's kind of something that we're really pushing towards. Um, like I know uh, this two weeks from now we'll have winter retreat. We're going up to Pigeon Forge with the group. We've got almost 30 students going on that, and the focus is going to be you can find me on the rock. And the weekend will be kind of about salvation, but the closing night is going to be talking about the importance of others, the importance of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Why is it important to have that connection? Why is it important to have church? Why is it important to have, you know, life groups and small groups? Um, so yeah. different things. And you just you just had an event a couple of days ago where you, yeah. you kind of create the opportunity for relationships to be deepened and to be formed. Uh, New Year's Eve lock-in mm-hmm. all night. You, you, yeah. you fully recovered from that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I slept the entire day after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you didn't get hurt? No, not no. nobody got hurt. You, you will one day at a lock-in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know it's coming. <laughs> hey, as we close, Pastor Matt's going to close with two questions. But before I do that, I do want to give parents an opportunity to hear. Uh, maybe they're watching and they have a student, and the student's not involved, or the student wants to become involved, or the parent wants to get them involved. Maybe give us the next three months out. So you talked about the winter retreat. Mm-hmm. Maybe share just a few details about that, how they can sign up if they can. I don't know if any of they can. And then maybe uh, going forward the next three months, what are some events coming up that students and parents can be involved in? Yeah. Uh, so unfortunately, winter retreats closed because we had to have a certain size for the cabins. Um, so I couldn't have over a certain capacity, so we had to sh- uh, shut cutoffs off or shut um, sign-ups off. But uh, one big thing that we're going to do is when Upward starts, we're going to have a Friday night hangout. Uh, We're going to do a kickoff one and see how it goes, see how the turnout is. But this is going to be for youth and community. Um, Like we talked about with Upward, we've got hundreds, over 100 students signed up for that. And that's a huge opportunity for outreach. Um, So that's going to be something coming up in February once game starts. It's going to be like a Friday night hangout during the game and post-game, video games, movies, basketball, pizza, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 100 100 middle school students, right? Yeah, Yeah. alone. Just alone, just in middle school, 100 students. A great harvest opportunity there. Uh, So that's great. I'm glad you're taking advantage of of that and the opportunity there. Yeah, so we definitely want uh, anybody to come because like that, that's just going to be a time to hang out, a time to come play games, video games, board games, movies, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have food, uh, different, uh, you know, cornhole, whatnot, uh, where they can just hang out and play. Um, In the upcoming months, as far as different uh, events, we're just going to do a couple small events where hopefully we'll be allowed. We're going to do like a laser tag or bowling night. 
Um, but obviously that depends on where we're at with the COVID situation. Uh, and then summer camp is like right around the corner. Yeah. Um, and those signups are up uh, and that'll be coming. We'll have some fundraisers and different things um, once we get to yeah. that. So we'll link in the show notes too, by the way, uh, we'll link in the show notes to where parents can find out more information about the Friday night hangouts as well as how they can sign up for future events too. Mm-hmm. So some parents may be wondering like, where do I go to sign up for that? We'll make sure they have all the access to that. Awesome. Um, and so anyway, yeah, speaking, uh, speaking of uh, signing up and staying in connected, if you're a parent, we're going to give Sean an opportunity to kind of let you know if you're a parent or a grandparent, you've got a, a student or a teenager and you, you want to know like what's going on. Um, if you're not receiving updates, uh, how can you sign up to receive those updates? What are some ways that parents or grandparents uh, or students can get connected so they know what is going on right now? Uh, absolutely. So we have our uh, Instagram page, uh, 412 Youth Instagram page. So you can follow that. Um, we also have our Facebook page. Uh, I know not a lot of the kids use Facebook, but a lot of the adults use Facebook. So we have our Facebook page. The emails, I send out a weekly update that gives everything that's going to happen that week. And it sends out the registration links for events. It also updates you on future events that are coming up or coming up uh, soon. Um, so, and if you need to find our uh, Instagram or our Facebook, that can be found on the youth page on the Lebanon site. Um, it's all in down there in the little icon bubbles. If you go on the youth page, uh, also on the youth page right now, you can find past events, pictures and things of like our pumpkin paint night where we had a smash and sling. So students got to paint pumpkins and then we went out in the churchyard and destroyed them with baseball bats and slingshots. Um, we've had all different types of little hangouts and amazing race across Greensboro where we did a Greensboro wide scavenger hunt that y'all can see pictures of. Um, but definitely get on the email for the 412 youth because that's every single week we're putting out an update just so parents are in the loop and students are in the loop. And if you're not, if they're not getting those emails, we can link, uh, in the show notes, we can put a link there where you can sign up for those updates. Uh, John Maxwell said everything rises and falls on leadership. And most people have heard that one, but uh, he also said leadership rises and falls on communication. And so we want to do our best to communicate, communicate, communicate. And those weekly emails uh, and updates that come out is a great way to get that info. And so if you're not getting that and you're a parent or grandparent or student in the ministry, youth ministry, want to know what's going on, please sign up for that in the link to the show notes. All right. Lastly, Sean, how can people connect with you? Are you on the social media sites, anything like that? You personally, how can they connect with you? Yeah, I've got Facebook. I've got Instagram as well. I think my user tag for Instagram is just Sean underscore Trollinger. And then I've got Facebook, which is just Sean Trollinger. Uh, both of them, my little profile is icon is me and my wife, so it shouldn't be too hard to find me. Um, I don't post a whole lot, but when I do, it's typically like my dogs or my goats or my chickens. So. <laughs> we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, we, didn't, we didn't even get into all that good stuff. Yeah. We'll bring you back on sometime just to talk about farm life. Yes, yes. The dogs, the goats, the chickens, all that. Yeah. I mean, even before we did the show, he brought me and Nick, uh, actually brought us some, uh, some collard greens that he grew at his house. I mean, you know, that's a good way to start everything off tonight. So. <laughs> very good, very good. Hey, thanks again for joining us for Around the Table. We're so glad. 
that you're a part and that you've uh, jumped in here. As always, our podcast is sponsored by Lebanon Baptist Church in Greensboro, North Carolina. Sean, thank you for coming on uh, the podcast today. We appreciate you. Pastor Matt, thank you again. Uh, We look forward to uh, seeing you all next week. Make sure you check out the sermon. If you missed it from this past Sunday, we'll link in the show notes as well. Uh, Follow us on social media if you haven't already. We'd love to connect with you as well. As always, have a great week and we will see you Thanks for joining us for Around the Table, a discussion all about the ministry and preaching of Lebanon Baptist Church. If you would like to learn more about Lebanon Baptist Church, visit lbcnow.org. Make sure to follow Lebanon Baptist Church on Facebook and Instagram, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.